Betsy, thanks so much for being here this morning. First off, just our thoughts and prayers with you and all of your family. How are you and your family holding up during during a time like this? Um, it's been really difficult. Sure. You know, Wilson was my whole world. He still is. So it's been a very um, trying time. But we also celebrate the fact that we actually had him in our lives and he was a part of us for this time. So we have to celebrate that. Um, and we hate that we've lost him at such a young age, but we are just trying to process things and move through and make sure this doesn't happen to anybody else. Tell us a little bit for the folks that may not have heard yes. the story or followed the story, just the update as to where you are right now with everything and and what happened to, to Wilson. Yeah, um, so um, Wilson um, was working. Um, he didn't go to college um, after high school, and so he had a full-time job, and um, he really loved it. He was doing some surveying. He had found like a, a purpose and a passion that I had not seen in him. And, you know, because you're 18 and mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out things. And so I think he was really starting to figure out things. Um, he loved being outdoors. He loved to hunt and to fish and to build things. And um, so um, that night, you know, I had texted him you know, um, what time are you coming home? And he said, I don't know, um, but I'll wake you up when I do. And I said, well, you better, because, you know, if you don't, I'll keep bugging you. And he said, I know. And so he came in my room at 1230, and he said, um, you know, played with the dog. He said, I just want to let you know I'm home. He said, I've got to go and um, break up a stump for Dad um, tomorrow. And I said, well, I'm going walking in the morning at Mm -hmm. 9. And he goes, well, I really want to sleep in. Because he gets up, he works almost, you know, very long days. He's at work at 6. He sometimes doesn't get home until 6. And um, he said, you know, um, so I probably will see you later on. And I said, okay. And I said, well, I love you. He said, I love you, too. And so I had gone for a walk. A friend of mine had, like, a situation we needed to take her to the doctor and check on her. And I thought it was weird he had not blown up my phone. Usually he will call me. And so I couldn't get in touch with him. And then I talked to a friend, and we thought, well, maybe he's at his dad's. But then when I started checking my camera and, you know, find a friend, another friend Mm -hmm. had him attached, we couldn't get a hold of him. Mm -hmm. And that was very strange. So I called his dad, and I said, look— I'm in the ER. You've got to go check on him. Something's just not right. I ended up leaving my friend at the ER, and his dad beat me to the house before I got there, and and, and he found him. And so, um, you know, we're allowing the police to do their investigative work and to do their stuff, so nothing has been confirmed or anything. We just have suspected mm-hmm. that it was, you know, something that he took that was laced. Oh, we, we were going to let the legal yes. process play out before we yes. get into too much of yes. that side yes. of it. Yes, no, because uh, um, all of that is just speculation. Sure, sure. We'll, we'll let that play out. Then we'll, yes. t- we'll want to circle back about all of that later on. Yes. But I do want to ask you, if there's parents out there that are listening, they don't think that something like this, maybe fentanyl or opioids, are prevalent in our community, but it impacts everybody. What's your advice and your message to parents? Yeah, I, I mean, talk to your parents. I talk to my son all the time, but as an 18-year-old, and I remember being that age, mm-hmm. you feel like nothing's going to happen to you, you know, that, that the world is right there for you just to grasp it, and, and you're getting to that coming-of-age phase, 
And, but you've got to keep it in the forefront of their mind. You've got to talk about it. We've got to educate our kids. And I know that I didn't always talk. I, t- I talked to Wilson about, like, being careful, you know, the drinking and driving portion of stuff. But I didn't talk about, like, if someone – we talked about don't take anything mm-hmm. or pills or anything like that. But if somebody gives you something, don't take it. Don't trust if it's not yours. You know, um, I've had people that have reached out and, and – they found that things have been even dissolved in water bottles that their kids have ingested. And it's that's where we've got to start talking to our kids. And, and I hate it because it's like we are taking away their innocence and their youth. But if we don't start talking about it and educating not just ourselves, but our kids, we're going to lose them to this epidemic of, of people trying to take our youth to make money off of them. It, it is really sad because I think when we were growing up, it was mm-hmm. just, it was maybe s- some drugs, it, yeah. it was some alcohol, it, mm-hmm. was, it was smoking, those kind of things. Yeah. N- nothing like our kids are having to face right now. No, no. It's not like, you know, I, I've even heard stories about like, you know, I, I've been guilty of it before too. You've got a Tylenol, you've mm-hmm. got an Advil, you put them all in a one pill sure. container. And nowadays, you know, for kids, like, you know, part of the things that I've read and, and heard from other people is they look at that, you know, and they think, oh, well, this is this and this, and you can't trust it. You just don't know these days. And um, kids have to be aware of this, that it is being preyed upon for them so they can get a part of this process and these people can have them as returning customers and stuff because I've tried to like read and educate myself and um, read an article from ABC Nightly News and they even discussed what talking to criminals of what they're trying to do and having to like if if they do something very innocent that kids aren't aware of then they might have a repeat customer and so we've got to educate. For, for you and your family, I know you said that, that Wilson's mm. memory is going to live on. His name is not, is not going to die. Do you mm. have thoughts of maybe what you want to do to keep his name alive as you move forward? I know it's still very early in the process, but any ideas floating around in the back of your head? I, I don't know. You know, people have start, talked about, you know, starting some nonprofits, but then I don't want to be a separate entity of a nonprofit when you can join with other people and maybe be a stronger force. So I'm just trying to figure all of that out. My goal at this point is not to sit complacent because my life has always been about Wilson and it will continue to be about Wilson. And so this is the message that I have to get out because if I wait to figure all of that out, we might lose more lives. Betsy, thanks so much for doing this. Our, our thoughts and prayers continue to be with you and your whole family. And please come back anytime to keep sharing more about this story. All right. Thank you.